This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It seems like with the Mets, they don't seem fully on board with signing Pete long-term. You're not going to get him for four years. If you went to Pete Alonso and said, hey, we'll give you a four-year contract, he'd laugh you out of the room. So you're not going to get him for four years. I don't think you're going to get him for five years, $200 million. I think you're going to have to go more than that because he's watched you go more than that on everybody. Lindor, 10 years. Nimmo, eight years. Jeff McNeil got five years. Guys that you're bringing in, you gave uh, Marte $80 million for four years. They're there is no budget. So if you're Pete Alonso sitting there, you're saying, wait a sec, there's never been a budget, so why are we going to start having a budget now? Not with me. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I think I've recovered from maybe the most disastrous round of what I learned this week on TikTok. I think I've come back solidly from that. But uh, we're talking a little Jets, a little Giants as we get ready for the NFL season. I think, not to go look too far ahead, my algorithm that I have and I've run for certain NFL teams, it's got a lot of attention because of the, the prediction that the algorithm came up with for the Jets, 15-2 and two on the season. Seems a tad high, 15-2. and two. But the algorithm knows. I, I only... I am only like Dr. Frankenstein. That, the, the Frankenstein monster, the, it runs, it does its own thing. It's got its own brain, Abby Normal. That's who they got the brain from, Abby Normal, at least on Young Frankenstein. Um, so the, the, the algorithm has come up with some predictions for the, I think we're going to, I have run the algorithm a bunch of times. I've done a bunch of simulations on the topic of the teams that are under the most pressure to win this year. A lot of different factors have gone into I think we might save that until next Saturday because next Saturday we'll really be on the cusp. We'll have one game in the books, but not Jets, not Giants. So maybe we'll save that for next week. A lot of te- Oh, man, you talk about the amount of teams. It's the NFL, right? Not for long. A lot of teams this year under uh, immense pressure. And you'd have to put the Jets in that list. I'm not going to spoil it, but the Jets have to be very high up there. And the reason why the Jets have to be high up there is because their window of opportunity is much narrower. Is that a word, narrower? I can't say that, narrower. It's much more narrow than other teams because they have a 39-year-old quarterback. Like the Bills, they're a team that I think probably would make that list. The simulations are still running right now. I can't, I can't divulge who's on and who's not. But for all the talk about the Bills being under pressure, and they are, if they don't go to a Super Bowl, if they don't win a Super Bowl this year, is Sean McDermott getting fired? Are they going to start all over with a new coaching staff and a new regime based on not getting to a Super Bowl? I, I, I don't know. Got to see what it looks like. I know one thing. Josh Allen isn't going anywhere. And Josh Allen's presence alone would probably keep the Bills as a playoff contender for however long he's there. So everybody's going to say, oh, the Bills, they got to win a Super Bowl. And they do. It's been a, it's, I mean, especially with the way last year. And oh my God. Whew, that was a, that was a bad one. That was a rough one. Or teams like the Chargers, they're under a tremendous amount of pressure. But is the team under pressure or is the coach under pressure? The difference. Like if the Chargers don't go to a Super Bowl this year or don't have a deep playoff run, the coach almost certainly is going to be the casualty there. But Justin Herbert's not going anywhere. 
See, that's the thing. The Jets don't have that luxury because the quarterback, he says he's going to be here forever, but let's wait until the season actually starts to see how these things go. Sometimes, he, and he's a guy who's been known to change his mind. Didn't he go into the darkness thing and, and, and 95% sure he was going to retire? The Jets season sometimes can be a darkness retreat. They can change your mind in a hurry. All right, let's go to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone. Have I mentioned that the telephone number is? No, I think I did. All right, Jose and Patterson. Jose, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. How's everything, brother? I'm good, Jose. What's going on with you? Uh, listen, lifelong just saying I've called before many times. I think uh, I agree with you. I don't think this year Super Bowl or bus, and I don't think they should get to the Super Bowl. I think that if they're clicking, and again, like you said, uh, it's all about health. He's 39, got to keep him upright, got to keep him healthy. But also that offensive line, Makai Beckham's got to stay healthy. ABT, got to stay healthy. Um, Brees Hall, gotta, all these guys got to stay healthy. If they can stay healthy and everything's clicking, I can see uh, AFC title game as long as everybody's healthy. But I still don't see going over that hump till next year. In a perfect world, I see AFC title game, Chiefs take it, you know, that's the Michael Jordan of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. I see next year, well-oiled machine, the young guys are ready, and I see them take, taking that next step, definitely, um, if everything, again, stays on health. Because we got a team of a bunch of guys that are known to be injured. Beckham is an injury prone. He's a question. ABT, let's hope he stays healthy. Let's hope that offensive line works. Let's hope all our guys do what they got to do. And I don't think they've done that in guys either. I could see Devontae Adams coming. Uh, I can see um, another lineman. So I think they're going to be fine. But, again, I think the bigger thing is just keeping everyone healthy. The worst scenario possible is that Rodgers gets hurt and Zach comes in. That'll be the, oh. the you know, I'll throw it all away. But besides that, I think they'll be okay. Thanks for the all right, Jose. Well, I, I will agree uh, that if you see – if the Jets season is still being played, like not a scenario where they've already locked up everything and uh, they don't have anything to play for at the end of the season um, because they're already locked into whatever position uh, playoff position they have, uh, if, if you see Zach Wilson under any scenario outside of that, uh-oh, that's trouble. That's a problem. That is trouble. And you're right. I mean – this is how you know that the, the expectations are for the Jets. Every day it seems like there's another veteran player who's getting mentioned as maybe the Jets being a target of this. If it's uh, Devontae Adams or, or Mike Evans, it was, I think there was a story about Aaron Donald. Or... The pressure's on, man. There's no way to put it. The, the, the pressure is on. The pressure is on the Jets. And you're right. As, lo- as long as you have Rodgers, it, it's, it's the window of time, whatever that is, that you have Rodgers. That's where the, the, the Super Bowl or bust is, um, is set. So it doesn't necessarily have to be this year as long as he's going to be back next year. And if, you, if the scenario that you laid out, I think that that's a fair scenario. You make the playoffs, you win the division, you make the playoffs, and you got a, a playoff win. I'm not even going to say AFC Championship, but I think you have to win a playoff game this year for you to think, okay, we're in position now. We're going to make the next jump. We made one jump from seven wins to playoff win. That's a big leap. The next leap's going to be harder, but we're ready to make that next leap. It's not going from out of the playoffs to Super Bowl because that is a pretty big leap. But I do think that that Rodgers is probably motivated 
um, by what happened with Brady, leaving a, a situation feeling unappreciated and then going out and, and winning it all. And he does have a Super Bowl, so at least he has that on his resume. But that's a long time ago, man. That was 2010. That's almost as long as the Yankees World Series drought. Not quite, but almost. And we know oh, that's, that's completely unacceptable. All right, let's go uh, back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. In, uh, Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Good, good morning, Gordon, and shout out to the company. And it's been crazy. It's really been 18 years, Gordon? 18, oh, yeah, 18 in a row for, for my wife and I. Yes, absolutely, Jose. Long time. Sometimes it's felt even longer than that. You Trust me, you just ask her. Congrats. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the uh, situation here with the Jets, you know, because I'm a very big proponent that the Jets need to do more than just, you know, make the playoffs. They definitely need to, you know, possibly make some noise. And, you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of a possibility of, you know, actually, you know, winning it all this season because I just it, – it, Something that, you know, we, we, um, the expectation ha- has been with all the moves that, that have been made and all the pretty much sacrifices that have been made to, to get Aaron Rodgers at, at the same point. So, and when we're pairing him up with the top five defense and giving him a little bit of a better offensive weapons with Dalvin Cook and also pairing him up with weapons that he's familiar with, with Cobb and Lazard. We should be able to. He, he should be able to manage that offense very well, where our defense doesn't have to always be reliant on trying to get a turnover because Zach Wilson can't move the ball anywhere past you know anywhere past their territory, the other opposition's field. So, from just to you know sum it all up, the reason that I'm always going to be, you know, with the high expectation is because the first season is the first, is the first impression and it's the first and it's possibly going to be their best chance in my, in my view, because of how the schedule is set up. If you look, if you remember the Buccaneers schedule, they had a very tough um, schedule in the first half of the season with Tom Brady in that first year. And they were um, highly criticized and they lost to the Saints twice. And everyone thought that they were pretty much not going to be a contender. And they reached the soft part of their schedule and they went on a run. And then by the time the playoffs came, their defense came together and every they pretty much won the Super Bowl won the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes um having to deal with an injured offensive line. So we we what why can't the Jets have that same type of type of success? Like I just can't buy the scenario just because we haven't been there in 12 years when literally all we needed was just decent quarterback play and we were in the playoffs last year yeah but and jose thanks for the phone call last year's not this year um and and we'll see i you know i do think that the expectations i have very high expectations i think you have to have high expectations the team has high expectations um but you take a look at last year was there some fortunateness of of the amount of backup quarterbacks that you were playing yeah absolutely so this can always go sideways 
Like all the ways that we envision seasons and we think we have it all drawn up, they will not go that way. Uh, so whatever your scenario is for the Jets, is it possible they're, they're a whole lot better than we think? Yeah. But it's a possibility that it doesn't fire either. And that, that, um, that Buccaneers team, which uh, you can understand why there would be a, a connection because of the move they made, bringing in Brady and the Jets bringing in Rodgers, I think that they were at 500. They had lost to the Chiefs and they, they had lost to somebody else in back-to-back weeks. And then they had their bye week. And I'm pretty sure that they were at 500, and then they didn't lose another game. So um, that that's the that's the role model, right? Like you think that you have, a, and they hadn't made the playoffs in a very long time. So that's why it looked. You feel like okay, that that's, that that kind of has to be the blueprint. But that blueprint wasn't. It wasn't like they hit the season and everything went right. No, they, they were they were still struggling when they hit their bye week late in that season. So, um, but the you know, the expectations this year are high, they should be high, and we now have to wait uh, a few more days, what, nine days, until we get to finally see what it looks like. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. More of your phone calls coming up. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Who's actually sniffing mummies? Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Flock of seagulls, yeah! Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. It's time now for MLB Round Trippers, which is driven by uh, Coach USA. Mets last night got uh, Brandon Nimmo's 20th of the season. I think that's the first time he's ever had 20 in a season. So uh, year one of his new deal, certainly uh, it's been a success. And then the Yankees, oh, it's all about the home runs. With uh, Jason Dominguez and uh, DJ LeMahieu getting it started, and then the bombs by Stanton, that was a was just an absolute shot. And then, of course, the, the home run hit by Judge, number 30 on the season for him. So home runs all around in the Yankees' 6-2 win. Mets get one from uh, Nimmo in their 2-1 win over the Mariners. And that's MLB Round Trippers, people, driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, Richard. Is in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, my friend? Gordon, just think. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has gone from the smallest market in American sports to the biggest market. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> That's unbelievable, you know. Uh, well, I, I it might go- have to do with the fact that that he's now getting to live in a major uh, city, like the cap, the known capital of the universe, as opposed to living in Green Bay. And maybe that was part of uh, part of his issues in Green Bay. Part of why he didn't he didn't want to stay there any longer was because he, during the season there really wasn't a whole lot to do. And, and maybe that's why you know you hear all these reports of oh, he loves being a Jet. Maybe the, the parts of, of when he's not actually being a Jet, he's just getting to be himself, maybe that has a major impact on why he likes being a Jet so much. Listen, this guy went to Cal Berkeley, so he's a, a, he hosted Jeopardy. This guy is multi, multi-talented. Multi. He is, you know, I, I, I admire smart people, and this guy is smart. Uh, Gordon, I got a question for you, and I'd mm-hmm. like you to go back and forth with me. Now, I know you're okay. a little young for this, so you're not going to know the answer. I love and when I don't you say that I'm a little young, Richard. I appreciate that. No, but I'll just tell you. We'll go. Now, we have four major sports in the, mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. What sport do you think had the first wild card game? 
Now, I'll give you some hints here. Well, it does it have be, to be called it, a wild card game, it or can it just be multiple playoffs? I never, and I may be wrong, but I'll go back and forth with you. This obviously basketball and hockey cannot have a wild card game because right. they allow four teams, or right. six teams. Sure. Okay, you're not going to know this, but I'll tell you what it is. In my, I opinion, would say it was the NFL. No, that's where I know the term it, wild card. Well, no, you're from. close. It, okay. Believe it or not, it was the AFL, and it was only once because. They merged the next year, and they had never done it. All right, let's go back to 68 when the Jets won the Eastern Conference. They played the Oakland Raiders. You're familiar with this, right, at Chase Stadium. Okay. And then they, yeah. lo- and then they won the Super Bowl two weeks after. Do you remember uh-huh. that? Well, you know I, don't that. Rem- I wasn't alive for it, so no, okay, I don't remember. Gotcha, but I know gotcha, what you're that. talking about. Okay. The following year, Boy. the uh-huh. last year of the yeah. AFL, uh-huh. I don't know why they did it. Nobody talks about it. This is what, and this I know for a fact because this is all in my brain. What they decided to do was the East would have, you know, the first and second place winners, and the West would have the first and second place. The first in the West would play the second in the East. The second in the West would play the first in the East. So the Jets on that Saturday played a standalone game at Chase Stadium because they were the first place team, played the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs upset them. Oakland consequently played the Houston Oilers, who were second in the East. Houston, believe it or not, was in the East all those years. So Oakland beat Houston on Sunday. So wouldn't you, and then the following week, Kansas City upset Oakland in Oakland. And then, of course, you know that Oakland beat, I mean, Kansas City beat Minnesota in the fourth Super Bowl. And that was the direct result of the Super Bowl. So wouldn't you call that? A uh, wild card game with the Jets played in? I would guess, right? I mean, nobody. Did they, did they have that? that term at the time? No, at the time, even now, I've never heard anyone talk about it. This is a trivia question that I just thought about. Okay, this is not like a known fact. No, clearly, no, nobody but would. What know did you that. call that when you have the second play? Because nobody was thinking like, and it was that was the only year. And the following year, of course, the NFL AFL merged. I don't even remember what happened then. If they had two teams in the playoffs playing before, I don't, I don't remember. But that I do remember. Well, obviously because of the Jets, it was a Saturday afternoon game too. I think it was something like ten nine. They lost or ten seven. The Jets just couldn't score. It was a late December game in '69. They could not score on Kansas City's defense, and the Kansas City used three running backs. I remember it, and it was an old-fashioned team. And Hank Stram, of course, was a car. But wouldn't you wouldn't you call that the first wild card game? I, I think ever? you'd have to. Yeah, and Richard, thanks for the phone call. But, um, but uh, I think you'd have to have the the actual term. You like if they use the term wild card, then then you can call it a wild card. But the point of a wild card, you, you're you're not a division winner. Uh, so that I think you have to figure out the game where they first use that term wild card, right? I think this is a good time to take a break. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I know what I'm going with. All right. What do you got, Harvey? I'm going with bang. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. So what you're saying is Jimmy Buffett just gets one, one song as a rejoin. That's it? That's all he's getting today? Outrageous. He came up with the phrase, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I don't think that that phrase existed before Jimmy Buffett. He created that phrase. We have, we, have, we have time, Gordon. We have a half hour left in the show. Now, it might feel longer than that because of Richard's phone call, but we, that's all we have. 
I How mean, many rejoins do you think we're going to have the rest of the show? I mean, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> that's, a, that's an understatement. Look, Richard, we had a conversation about Richard's phone call at once we got out of break, and, and some people were not big fans of that call, and I, he was a little bit all over the place today. But I like Richard. Richard, in, in, in NFL draft parlance, he has a very low floor but a very high ceiling. Every once in a while, he'll give you something that's really good. Like the, thing, the stat he gave us about uh, the Colts have won the AFC East like three times as many times as the Jets have won the AFC East and the Colts have not been in the AFC East in like 20 years. That's a great – I didn't know that. He, he, he really threw me – I love that stat. Low ceiling, high floor? No, low floor, high ceiling. Sorry, sorry. Low, yes, yeah. low you, floor. You when make, it goes bad, it really goes bad. You make it seem like he's a high to mid second round pick. Uh, I don't know. It, it, you're, you're looking. He's very boomer bust. I will grant you that in terms of a caller. Some people might say I'm very boomer bust in terms of a host. I don't know. You want the you want the highlights. You like there's TV. You just got done watching Six Feet Under, right? You love Six Feet Under. Tremendous show. Now, in terms of season finales, they had the greatest close to a series maybe ever, like that little yes. musical sequence they had at the end. The rest of the episode, you don't really remember. I don't really know what happened in that episode. I saw it a bunch of years ago. Nothing really memorable happened, but that closing sequence, that stayed with you. So again, that's kind of like Richard's call. If he gives you something really, really good... And then has a bunch of calls that aren't so good. At least you remember the good ones. That's what I'm saying. He's sometimes a smart people, guy. Sometimes people call and they don't have any good points. Ever. It happens. What do you have to say to that, Hotshot? You say it hesitantly. No, I say it very confidently. Maybe this is the way we have to have. Maybe we have to have like AI Richard in the future. Wait, and we let's just, go slow here. Yeah, and we just go back and forth. Well, we you can't go again. slow. I, I said I can't go slow, Richard, because we're, we only have like a half hour left in the show. That's all you got. Okay. You're not hearing what I'm saying. No, I'm hearing what you're saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not even responding for a little while while you're trying to find the buttons over there. There you go. All right. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. So I've mentioned my, my proprietary algorithm. The patents are still pending on the algorithm. And we will unveil a bunch of predictions on the NFL season next Saturday. We're still running all the simulate. We want to be, we don't want to go to back to beta testing, right? After you come out with a prediction that the Jets are 15 and two, I know uh, Robert Sala has talked about people keeping receipts. Trust me, people are keeping receipts on me predicting the Jets going 15 and two. Everybody thinks I have like some ulterior motive for this thing. So for all the other predictions, we will, we will, we're continuing to run those simulations as we speak. We're crunching the numbers, so to speak. But the, I will tell you this. The Giants, the algorithm is really all over the place with the Giants. And you can understand why. Great first season under their new head coach, coach NFL reigning coach of the year in Brian Dable. But it did feel like a lot of things went right last year. Starting with that opening week, right? All of a sudden, you don't win that game. Who knows how the season goes? But one team that is that everyone seems to be very high on this year, especially given the fact that they play in the NFC, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody's expecting more big things from the Eagles after a, a great year 
uh, a year ago and their quarterback having a fantastic year a year ago in, in Jalen Hurts where did he finish second in MVP or third in MVP? He was in the running for MVP last year. But I have to tell you, while the, the final numbers are not in, the algorithm not so not as high as uh, on the Eagles as, um, as some. And I think the, the, a couple of things that I have noticed in, in taking a look at the data, they are the NFC East is historically a division that no team wins it two years in a row. Eagles won it last year, which is a good sign that maybe they might not win it again this year. I think, what has it been, 20 years since the team won the division back-to-back years? They're also coming off a Super Bowl loss, which is generally not, not sometimes always, but I think that the Bengals lost the Super Bowl two years ago, had a very good year last year. But sometimes there is a bit of a hangover after that Super Bowl loss. Also last year, things that went right for the Eagles. You talk about things going right for the Giants a lot. Things really went right for the Eagles. In hindsight, now that we know how things turned out, they had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL last year. Also had some of the best health of any team in the NFL last year. And what happened in the offseason this year? They lost both coordinators. That's a lot of things to kind of add up. Again, Eagles are a very talented group. And if you have to just list in terms of overall talent, they would be very high up there. I think the Niners are very high up there. The Eagles are very high up there. But boy, that's a lot of things that all went right in one direction. As we've seen with the NFL, just because it all goes right one year doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to go right. A lot of things are out of your hands. And in terms of um, this year going in with the Eagles, everybody just expects, oh, the Eagles are going to be the class of the NFC, or at least part of the class of the NFC, along with the, the Niners. Part of that is how good they are, and part of it is it's tough to find other really good teams going into the season uh, in the NFC. AFC is loaded, loaded with quarterbacks, loaded with good teams, so much so that probably a good team or two won't make the playoffs. And that's just of the teams that we know. There's, there's plenty of teams that could surprise. It happens every single year. The NFC, not so much. It's the Eagles, it's the Niners, and then it's a bunch of other teams. But um, there, there's some things that even the Eagles, even the great Eagles, the model franchise and all the great talent they have, even some things for them that uh, it may not line up just exactly as we expect. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up. We'll get to the leftovers, all the things that we have not hit on already in the show. A little chance for Joe and uh, Harvey to shine, although maybe that's a mistake. We'll find out next. It's the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Narrower. Is that a word? Narrower? I can't say that. Narrower. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Well, it's a little early for that, but yes, absolutely. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Anita Marks coming up at noon, so get ready for that. And uh, just to kind of recap what we've been talking about this morning on uh, the show, A, we opened up with the youth movement from last night, the Yankees with Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells and the Mets with uh, Ronnie Mauricio and uh, it, it is different. They're both calling up prospects. The Mets have been doing it for some time because they've been really out of it for, for longer than even the Yankees, which it feels like the Yankees have been out of it for a very long time. But it's different. The Yankees need to have, especially Dominguez, but also Wells, hit. Because if these two guys don't hit, if, and I don't mean just hit in terms of the, on the field. 
if these two guys don't click, like what are you hanging your hat on if you're the Yankees organization? They have got to start producing minor league, minor league prospect into major league players. They've done a horrendous job of it pretty much outside of judge here the last decade or so. And it's time, whatever the path forward is. And I think that Yankee fans need a wake up call. This is not something that is going to be turned around in one off season. And I think it's, it's a better chance that rather than Hal Steinbrenner going out and spending over that, that luxury tax threshold at 275 or whatever it is, I think it's much more likely that they scale things back. It's one thing to be pushing up to that level when you feel like you're on the cusp of something, something big, a championship, a World Series appearance, something. It's pretty clear the Yankees are a ways away from that. They're a ways away from even being a playoff team. So I don't look at the problems the Yankees are having right now as one-year problems, where they get into the offseason and all of a sudden they solve it by signing this guy and that guy and every guy. They are going to have to start producing minor league players that actually develop into major league stars. And at least for two positions, center field, catcher, man, that would be a great way to start. But the Yankees need these guys to, to come through because there's nobody else that is as highly touted in their organ. Maybe uh, the, the kid that they, they took uh, the other, there's one kid that's higher up. What is it? Um, I'm blanking on his name. Steven something that's a higher thought of prospect right now. But they got to start developing these guys because they are not going to be able to outspend their problems. They're just not going to do that. And we ran through the numbers in terms of where they're at for next year. They already have like $190 million on the payroll for next year, and that's just for seven guys. So, again, I don't look at this as being a, a one-year problem that they're going to be able to fix in one offseason. Uh, but if you want to be optimistic about the future, the near future, the immediate future, it has to involve both Dominguez and Austin Wells playing major roles moving forward, much more so. The Yankees are more reliant on them than the Mets are on Ronnie Mauricio because the Mets and their owner will go out and, and shoot the locks off the wallet if there are any locks on the wa- wallet and, and start spending um, to, to solve all those problems. They are much, that, that's a much easier way to, to go ahead for them than it would be for the Yankees. So uh, that was one thing that we touched on. We've obviously touched on the Jets and Giants and uh, getting close to uh, the season and a lot of talk this week about the Jets are not Super Bowl or bust. The Jets are different in every other organization that you're talking about having a lot of pressure on them to win right now because their window of opportunity is smaller based on the age of their quarterback. So if Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for two years, great. Three years, fantastic. But it's still only two years, three years, maybe. That's different than other teams. There's pressure on the Bills to win. But even if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, Josh Allen's not going anywhere. And if you keep the quarterback, the most important position in all of sports, you're still going to be likely a contender by keeping that guy in place. That's why you, you pick him where you pick him. That's why you pay him all the money to make sure that it don't go anywhere. So the Jets are a little different than every other, other organization that we generally associate with pressure to win this year because their, their clock is ticking and their window of opportunity is smaller. And then, of course, we also have the Pete Alonzo stuff, which will continue to bang the drum on that because it seems like we're the only, I'm the only person who's looking at it rationally, which is kind of hard to believe. It would be one thing if there wasn't an example in town of a guy, one-dimensional slugger, who is not aging well. Or if it happened years ago, oh, well, remember so, oh, yeah, that's right, he didn't age well. 
But we have one in town right now in Giancarlo Stanton, and yet Met fans are saying, I don't understand. There's no reason why the Mets aren't signing Pete Alonso to a long-term deal. Really? How long have you thought about this? And have you, taken all, take, have you put the pom-poms away for just a few minutes to take a look at this realistically? Because I'm telling you right now, all the people say, oh, there's no reason they don't sign him long-term. If he ages anywhere close to the way that generally one-dimensional power sluggers age in professional baseball, they'll be the first one screaming and yelling, well, wait a second, we got this guy for six years left here. We got this guy for five years left. How are we going to deal with this? Why did we bother signing this guy? He's not the same guy. Really? Wow, look at that. One-dimensional sluggers don't age well in Major League Baseball. Newsflash. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. This is something that we like to call the leftovers. Today, we did not get a chance to really touch base, really, with the Harvey and Joe in the studio. They always bring up good points to me in the break. So this is a little chance for them to, to empty, the, empty the bag, if you will, empty the, the, uh, the, the, the list of topics that they have that they sometimes don't get to use, and we call it the leftovers. All right, guys, I got a couple of them for you. Are you ready to roll here? Lay it on me. All right. We did what I learned on TikTok this week. I did not use this in what I learned on TikTok, but it's very depressing. Both Mr. Furley from Three's Company and Mr. Roper from Three's Company were in their early 50s when they got those roles. So my question to you is, why did is, is it a thing where they, they didn't seem actually as old as I think they are? Because I was young when Mr. Furley and, and uh, Mr. Roper were a thing? Or why, why do people seem like in the 70s and 80s, they seem so old? Do you have any answers for this? I have a theory. All right, give it to me. Uh, one, I think it's definitely the, the former, where you know younger people... Younger just, people don't think... They, they look at those people as right. being older, even though they didn't really look old. Right. So you don't... Even now... How old are you, Joe? You're I'm 26. 26. So you look at Mr. Furley and Mr. Roper. You're still young, so you look at them as being old back then. So, yeah, I would say that's part of it. I would also say that, you know, we've become more health conscious with what to do and what not to do. Right. So I have a feeling that those actors were not, you know, in Dwayne the Rock Don Johnson Knotts was doing, like, cross-training. Right. Gotcha. I, I think his, you know, w- was, you know, the, the Larry Bird situation where, you know, you got to stop smoking cigarettes during the season yeah. a- as your, your, your training regimen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also think that's part it? of it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why everybody, and it's not just those two. There, there's other people that, like, they were in there early in, uh, who was the, uh, Otis Redding, I think? Otis Redding was, like, 26 years old. when he, You see pictures of Otis Redding. He looked like he was a 50-year-old man. I don't know what the difference was. I don't know where it changed. Cameras, maybe? Maybe. Could, could it I think be the, it, I don't know. the quality I think the cameras of pictures? Were working all right. I don't know. I don't know that it's answerable. Maybe it's unanswerable. Maybe it's unknowable. I feel like hairstyles have a lot to do with it. Like if you had just simply given Mr. Roper a better hairstyle, maybe he wouldn't have seemed so old. What do you guys got? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to bring this to a sports topic here. All right. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. So the Jets. Why was Gordon talking about Mr. Furley and Mr. Roper for so long? <laughs> so the Jets have their first four opening games as Bills, Patriots, Chiefs, and Cowboys. Yeah. I'm going to take the Cowboys out of it. Okay. Power rank for me, the three big, like the game that 
will make the biggest statement if they win it? Chiefs, Bills, Patriots, which one would it be? Make the biggest statement. Yeah, like well, they beat this team. That's a huge statement. Well, I, I, I would have to still say it's the Bills. It's still week one because the first goal of this season is to make the playoffs. And the easiest way to make the playoffs is to win your division, right? Like if you win your division, you know you're getting in. If you just win 10 games, there's no guarantees. Uh, so I will still say the biggest statement game is that first game uh, against the Bills because it, it's a division game and all that type of stuff. I get that the Chiefs are the better overall team, they're the defending champions, and that would be a huge statement as well. But if you beat the Chiefs and lose the Bills, it loses a little bit of the steam because, again, you're, you're behind in your division. So it's a great thing. But we see games that happen any given Sunday. Anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. So I don't know that it's necessarily the statement that it would be to beat the Bills. So I'll put it Bills, Chiefs, and then Patriots. Patriots really shouldn't be a question. At this point, given with where the Jets are, what the Jets are looking at this year, and kind of where the Patriots are at, that, that's the game where it feels like you get, you're getting some payback. That's the one you circle on the calendar. I, I likened it uh, with, with Larry during the week of, it's the movie where the weakling is getting beaten up for forever by the bully, and then the weakling goes and he gets on the training regimen and he builds some muscles, and then he goes back and he beats up the bully. That's that game. So that one, to me, that's not really a statement, uh, but you have to, uh, that has to be almost like a given at this point that you're going and beating the Patriots, and, ha- and not just beating them. There is no amount of points that is too high for the Jets to score in that game. To find It's like the water boy when he's getting picked on on the side. The Jets are like the water boy. They've been picked on for too long, and they finally snapped. That's that game for the Jets, the Patriot game, especially the first one. Uh, so if I had to rank him again, I'd go Bills, the most important. That's the biggest statement game. Chiefs number two, Patriots a distant third. Go ahead. All right, Gordon. I got something that's completely self, self-serving self for me. Now, I'm not okay. usually a self-serving guy. And earlier no, in that's one of much the breaks, more Harvey's thing. You're, you're infringing on his territory. Go ahead, though. Earlier in one of the breaks, False. I found out something that's kind of troubling for me. Okay. That you're a Michigan hater. Yeah, I, I don't like say. Michigan. When I was coming up in the business, there were people at uh, Sports Phone who were big Michigan people, and uh, they were obnoxious. Uh, I couldn't take it. So I don't even know anybody on, really, the Michigan team this year, per se. I haven't really gotten into college. I'm not a big college football guy, but just inherently I root. I always root against pretty much all the big programs. I, I'm, I'm for the underdog. I'm, I'm for the little guy. So is it East Carolina you got today? It's East Carolina we got today, and – I because you were Mr. Cover Five last year. I want oh, your unbelievable. I don't know if I gave you the numbers. I finished number one out of all the hosts. I want your professional opinion today. Mm-hmm. Are you going with Michigan minus the thirty-six, or are you taking East Carolina and all those points? I have not run the algorithm on uh, Michigan East Carolina, so I will abstain. But just from just know from my rooting heart, if I do turn on the game, I will be pulling for for East Carolina in the biggest way that I can. Now. That's a peacock vehicle for all those interested. Oh, then I won't be turning that on. Whatever that's happens, the, sports that's the one that I have drawn the line. I am not. I'm not adding peacock. You're not a peacock guy. No. Now my wife might have added it and just not told me because that that's very possible. That's very possible. She always tells me, oh, anytime she she buys something and and I'm not sure. I didn't know that we bought it. 
she always tell me, oh, no, it's a free trial. I'm like, wait a second, how long is this free trial lasting? Because she knows I'm not going to really do any investigation to, to find out whether it is a free trial or not. Well, if you got a million emails, it's a free trial forever. Yeah, I guess. But, but it's not a free trial if you're paying for it. No, but just switch the emails up. Oh, no, I don't want to be. I, I can't be bothered. I, Harvey was asking me who my internet provider was. I didn't even know the answer to that. I'm yeah, not, that was really troubling, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The yeah, day-to-day -day like stuff, you I leave that know. to her. I'm the big idea guy. I'm the talent. Come what, on, please. What happened to Sports Came Phone, by the way? with this segment called The Leftovers, where we talk about Mr. Furley and uh, Mr. Roper. What happened to Sports Phone, by the way? Uh, well, I mean, it eventually went out of business. It, it, technology moved in a way that we don't need to call on a payphone to find out the scores. And look, look we're, we're the better for it. No? I think we're the better for it. I think so. Well, Bring we got you and Don out of, the, out of Sports Phone, so I would say yes. Yeah, well, look, you, there's some other ones around there. There's still, there's, still, there's still some of us walking the earth, but we're not going to walk the earth on the airwaves anymore because we're out of time. That's good for, for today. If you didn't get us on uh, the show, certainly get us on the, uh, the social medias, on Twitter, on X, on Instagram, and TikTok. I need as, many support, as much support on TikTok as I humanly can get. Anita Marks is coming up next. Thanks to Joe and Harvey. We'll see you next weekend. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This show's a hoot.